You're listening to the Awaken Podcast, brought to you by Father's House. Here's your host, Doyle Bradford. Welcome to the Awaken Podcast. I'm glad you've taken the time to join me for the podcast today. I trust that you're having an absolutely fantastic day, week, and trust that the blessing of the Lord is upon your life and everything you do. Thank you again for taking the time to be a regular listener to the podcast. And again, I would encourage you to share it with others. Invite them to follow us and subscribe. And uh, it's just a great opportunity to spend time with you in the Word of God. Today, I want to talk to you about something that possibly many do not understand. I am convinced that everyone has been affected by what we're going to talk about today, but not being taught and not understood how this operates and how it affects your life. Everyone is probably familiar with what we call the works of the flesh. That's found in Galatians 5, 16 through 21. And it tells us to walk in the Spirit, and we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And it begins to give us a list of the works of the flesh. And right in the middle of this list, there is something that I believe is often overlooked and not even recognized probably as a work of the flesh. Let's look at it. It says the works of the flesh are manifest. Here they are. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, and right in the middle of this list is witchcraft. Now, what in the world is the word witchcraft doing in the middle of a scripture about the works of the flesh. When most people think about witchcraft, they think about something super spiritual. They think about uh, a witch and a broom and and uh, an evil laugh and all of these things that come up in our mind due mostly to movies and things that we've seen on TV. But that is not what the Bible is talking about in this case. But it does mention witchcraft. In this list is witchcraft, and it's actually translated sorcery. So I'm convinced that most every one of us have been affected by witchcraft and not even understood it. And I hope in the next few podcasts that I can unpack for you what it means to be under the influence of witchcraft and show you examples and show you the signs that you're dealing with witchcraft. Now, it's very important to realize that this is being written to the church. Surely born-again, spirit-filled people would not have an issue with witchcraft, right? Well, unfortunately, 
This is affecting many lives and many churches. Witchcraft is something that is regularly affecting people in the church, and people in the church are participating in it, not knowing it. And last week when we talked about corrupt communication, this is one of the primary ways that corrupt communication happens. A person who operates in this witchcraft uses words, and we're going to look at that, uses words, and those words have an effect on the person that's connected to someone that's operating in this work of the flesh. When you begin to advance, a lot of times there will be a strategy of the enemy to send someone to cause you to fall or to fail. And you need to begin to recognize the signs of someone using this tactic to affect what God has called you to do. In its, in its purest form, witchcraft is using a spirit other than the Holy Spirit to dominate, manipulate, and control others. This work of the flesh is about seeking to manipulate and control others. It's part of man's carnal nature, trying to get other people to do what we want them to do. Now, we can clearly see that it's a work of the flesh because it comes naturally. Have you not ever noticed a child? No one has to teach it to begin to cry to get what it wants. A child will cry and cry and cry until you put the pacifier in its mouth or give it the bottle or, you know, whatever it's wanting, it will use a natural means to move you toward whatever its desire is. Now, here's the thing. If that's left unchecked, now again, I'm not saying children are operating in this. I'm saying it is a work of the flesh. It's natural. But many times people never grew out of that. And if this desire to manipulate and control others to get what we want is not corrected, if it's left unchecked, it then gives way to a demonic influence. And people now begin to operate in a wrong spirit in order to accomplish what they want. So it's very important that we begin to recognize the signs of someone who's operating in this witchcraft. Galatians 3.1, an interesting statement, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? There we go again. This is written to the church, and it says, Who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath evidently set forth. Who has bewitched you? Well, to bewitch, what does that mean? It means to fascinate by false representation. See, there we see something about someone who's operating 
in witchcraft. They're trying to fascinate by false representation. When someone is operating under this manipulative spirit, things are not what they appear to be. It is a false representation. The spirit speaks expressly that in latter times, some will depart from the faith and give heed to seducing spirits. Someone who operates in witchcraft is a seducing person. They're seducing you to do something that they want you to do without your knowledge. This witchcraft operates in a seducing way. It tries to attract someone to a course of action that is inadvisable or may not be the best thing for them. Um, listen now to some synonyms of, about uh, in line with seducing. Attract, allure, lure, tempt, entice, beguile, maneuver. All of these are words that are synonymous with someone who's operating in witchcraft to try to move you in a direction that they want you to go. So someone who is practicing witchcraft, this work of the flesh, again, I'll remind you that left unchecked, if someone continues to do this, they now will get involved with demonic spirits that also begin to operate in their life. But this is someone operating in a false, covert way to control you. That's the reason I want to really do this teaching for you. I want you to begin to understand. I want you to begin to see the signs. I want you to begin to see the effects of someone operating in witchcraft. But to recognize it, what is it in its essence? Someone operating in a false, covert way to control you. They're trying to steer you in the direction that they secretly want you to go. They won't say it outright. They'll just drop hints. But in reality, they know what they want you to do, but they steer you in that direction, the direction that they secretly, secretly want you to go. This spirit operates very secretly. It, it, it disguises stuff. Again, think of the words attract, allure, beguile, entice, tempt. So what happens is a person operating in this work of the flesh, they first develop a soul tie with you. Anyone that you share close emotions with, there is a tie connected between you and that person. You have an emotional bond. I'm going to say emotional bond. First, they develop an emotional bond with you. And we can see one of the examples, and I may do a podcast on soul ties because they're so critical to you walking in freedom. But it says Jonathan's heart was knit with the heart of David. That's a, that's a coming together, a tie, an emotional bond. So a person who's operating in witchcraft, they first 
develop an emotional bond with you. They want to get you involved emotionally. And what happens is you begin to develop a fondness for them. Now, pay close attention to who tries to attach themselves to your life because you have to understand someone who is operating in witchcraft, it's done secretly. They have an angle. They have a goal. They have a purpose in the relationship that you're not yet aware of. And so they seek for a way to build a bond with you so that they can control you. Usually they're wanting to control you for something that benefits them. So the first key is they develop an emotional bond with you. The goal, though, is to direct you, to steer you. You don't know that early on. That's why I'm wanting you to see the signs and the repercussions. So they want to develop a bond with you so they can control you. So be very careful who you allow into your life. And here's a very important principle. The way that someone operating in witchcraft often does this is by being the answer to your problem. You need to hear me. Everybody that comes with a solution to your situation and to your problem has not been sent from God. But someone who operates in witchcraft, they often come along as the answer to your problem. But again, that's part of their covert operation. They're trying to get an inroad into your life. They're there for you when you're in desperate need. You've got this enormous problem, this terrible situation, and they'll scoop right in and take care of you when you're in desperate need. Well, they've just found an inroad into your life because when people do something for us, the natural thing that happens on the inside of us is we feel some sort of obligation to them. Now the trap has been set. The bait has been put in position. Now there's a hook, and they will take full advantage of that in the future. But pay attention to people who, who swoop in when you're in need don't just automatically assume they're sent from God because someone operating in witchcraft actually watches you and looks for you to be in a vulnerable position and they show up just at the right time and you see them as an answer from God when in reality they're actually a plant of the enemy. They seem concerned for you. They're there for you when you're emotionally vulnerable. And so a person who operates in witchcraft looks for someone who is struggling to attach themselves to. Now, you need people in your life that you can share your heart with. You need people in your life that you can receive wise counsel from. You need people in your life that you can bear your heart, and your soul, and your emotions too. But you need to be very careful who that is. That needs to be someone that you have a long track record with. 
I will say this. Many times people have had a friend or a close relationship that's actually been operating in witchcraft for years and years and years, and they haven't even recognized it. But when I begin to, at some point in this teaching, show you the effects, I think you might recognize that there are relationships in your life where someone has been practicing witchcraft for years and it's been affecting you and you did not know it. The person who operates in witchcraft looks for someone who's struggling that they can attach themselves to. Some way they can gain an entrance. And you need to understand that the goal is not to help. The goal is to gain control while you're in a vulnerable position. Someone operating in witchcraft will attach themselves to someone. You listen now, please. This is what happens in churches. This is where church splits and separations come from many times. It's this witchcraft in operation. But someone operating in witchcraft will attach themselves to someone who is offended with their pastor or their church or their this happens all the time on on teams in in business and in our jobs. They will attach hear this, they will attach to themselves to someone who's offended with the pastor or the church. Their goal though is to divide and conquer. So you're having a problem on the job. You're having a problem in your church. And unfortunately, you may be voiced your displeasure about something that was going on with your pastor or your boss or someone in the church. Well, again, they've been watching for their opportunity. So what they will do is swoop in and they'll be on your side. But the goal is not to console you or help you. It may even feel like they're helping you emotionally because they're listening to you share what you're saying concerning your leader or your church. But that's not the goal. The goal is to draw you to them and draw you away from your leader. The goal is to divide and conquer. They'll say things like, well, I don't think pastors should have done that. And then they will follow that up, that up with, well, now, if I was your pastor, I would have blank, blank, blank. What are they trying to do now? You are now under the influence of witchcraft and manipulation. They're reeling you in. They've got the hook through your emotions, and they're beginning to reel you in and beginning to unfold a plan to take you away from what where God has called you to be. But they'll say things like that. Well, I just don't think they should have did that. If I were the pastor, here's what I would have done. And this is why you must not walk in offense to anyone. If you're walking in offense to anyone, you are an open door for this spirit to swoop in, to side with you and gain an entrance. I'm telling you now, many people have left the place that God had assigned them to simply because they began to walk in offense and someone saw that, swooped in and sided with them to get an entrance into their lives. And then 
The next thing you know, a few more people get involved and we start telling other people. And now the person that's operating in witchcraft, what they're doing is drawing people to themselves. And now we have a separation that's happening. And now we have a very demonic thing that begins to happen. This person operating in witchcraft will side with you in an argument. And what they start to do is they begin to tell you things the other person did. Once you share with them that you've had an issue with someone, every time they encounter you, they will start carrying to you what the other person is saying to further divide you. Keep in mind, they want to divide you. This is a goal to steer you in a predetermined direction and use every means to do so, starting with the hook that came through being the answer to your problem and solving an emotional issue for you. So now you've shared it with them. You've shared your feelings about someone. They will begin to tell you things about that other person to, to cause the divide to be furthered. This person often enters when you've endured trauma or loss. They're the shoulder you cry on. You just can't believe their desire to help you get through this. Well, that's all we have time for today. I hope you've learned and understand more about witchcraft. Next week, I hope to show you examples from the Bible of this spirit in operation. So thank you for joining me for today's podcast. Please share it. Thank you so much for being a listener. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe. To stay up to date, like our Father's House Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at Father's House IC.